Uh, this is Rick Bonfim, and you are tuned to Rick Bonfim Ministries, or RBM. Uh, we're located in Athens, Georgia, and our address is 1711 Merriweather Drive. 1711 Merriweather Drive, and uh, Suite 104. And so or you can also call us at 706 353-1546. I just want an ID here to who we are and uh, what we're doing so you have a, uh, uh, we have a uh, connection with us. This site is called RBM uh, at Lotterain.com. That's our, our email address, RBM at Lotterain.com. And, of course, uh, our website is lotterain.com. Latte and then the word rain together. And uh, that means lot of rain. Latte, like the coffee, and then rain. R-A-I-N. And uh, you can contact us <clears throat> asking questions and perhaps uh, commenting or telling uh, about how you're receiving this teaching. We're talking about prophecy, prophesying. And I've been trying to share with you that when Paul mentioned the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he mentions the word prophecy, prophecy. But prophecy there with Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 has nothing to do with the prophet. But it has to do with edifying, building, and comforting based on 1 Corinthians 14.3. So that clears a major hurdle into understanding how God works with us as we actually prophesy. Prophesying, 1 Corinthians 14.3, in Paul's understanding of prophesying, uh, has to do with edifying, building, comforting, singing in the choir, uh, working in the kitchen, uh, teaching Sunday school, uh, 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 doing visitation, all of that is prophesying building and ministering to others. I hope that that clears a lot of confusion. Now then I have to tell you something that is attached to this word this morning. Prophesying, it is the first step until you are able to prophesy. Prophesying is the first step and to move into a higher plane of ministry, which involves prophecy. Did you hear that? Okay. Now, yesterday I talked about ways in which uh, 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 you ID what is prophecy. For instance, yesterday I, uh, I talked about uh, that it is a great blessing when you prophesy. Uh, Romans 4.17 says, A God that calls things that be not as though they were. And then I told you that uh, it's one of the dirty words in America, prophecy. Prophesy. Prophecy. Why? Because there are dangers in prophecy. I'm not going to mention the dangers today. We still haven't even uh, got to defining it. But there are dangers involved. And, and people take advantage of that, which, which uh, uh, causes a lot of confusion. 
It causes people to be, uh, have to be corrected, such as personal prophecy. And so, but one of the ideas of knowing what prophecy is, it speaks a blessing. For instance, Jesus, in the beginning of his ministry, even before from Berea, moving into Capernaum in the house of Peter uh, uh, at the lake in Capernaum, in the beginning, just after uh, leaving John the Baptist in the experience of the, of the dove aligning on him and disappearing, and the voice of God saying, This is my son whom I will please. He said something to Nathaniel. Say, Nathaniel, because you believe that I told you that I saw you under the fig tree, uh, listen, you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending the, uh, on, on the Son of Man. That is predicting, pointing, visualizing, suggesting that the ministry of Jesus would involve tremendous revelation from God as angels, because what angels do is reveal. Angels are messengers. And so you're going to see Jesus, miracles upon miracles upon miracles uh, in the Lake of Galilee uh, uh, as, 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 as revelation from heaven comes down uh, to him. He said that to Nathaniel. So the first thing we have to identify here is that Jesus, when he used this prophecy uh, to Nathaniel, he's talking to Nathaniel, you shall see heaven open. So the idea of, 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 of Jesus speaking to Nathaniel is a clear indication that what he is saying to Nathaniel was, is, is, you're going to be blessed. All right? And then we come to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. It says, prophets spoke from God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. So the message that comes in is inspired by God. What do you mean by that? It comes from the mouth of God. What do you mean by that? God is doing it. And when you see that and you understand that, then you begin to be more attached to prophecy. Notice that uh, it takes a long time for you to prophesy and to minister to people and care for them before God is going to use you and, and teach you through you, uh, give a word to somebody else. It's not something that comes in lightly. It's something that comes in after years of serving God and ministering to the Lord and being a servant of the Lord and caring for His people. All right? Now, it can be in writing. It can come in writing. Exodus 31, 18, written with the finger of God. It can be oral communication with angels. Exodus chapter 3, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, Moses, uh, uh, and had a message. It can be through angels. It can be through a vision. I, uh, Isaiah, Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1. It can be... Uh, 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 the mind of God speaking to your mind. All Scripture is inspired by God. So Second Timothy 3.16 uh, is an interesting verse that I want to, to read for you. 
So go ahead, somebody. Read the Second Timothy 3.16, whoever finds it first. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Okay. Now, now there are several things that I want to mention. <clears throat> Receiving the Lord from the Lord a divine revelation. I said it begins with loving his children. Prophesying precedes the ministry of prophecy. I, I, am I making a point? Are you hearing me? That 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 serving. Huh? Prophesying is the doorway, so to speak, into into prophecy. Prophecy, yeah. In other words, it's not something likely. You just can't come in and save yesterday and tomorrow you begin to be careful with that. Because as you minister to others and care for others and spend years serving the people of God, then God began to trust you. Now, Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. I want somebody to read that. I want to talk a little bit about the spirit of prophecy. And I fell at his feet and worshipped him. And he said unto me, See you do it not. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, John, I'd like for you to read the verse preceding and the verse after. Okay, so verse 9 is, And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yes. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Then verse 11 says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat upon it, upon him was called faithful and true. The marriage feast of the Lamb and, and the white horse speaks of two things that identify the ministry of Jesus is his return to the second, second, the return to earth. I mean, his second coming. The first coming was the coming uh, in, in, in Jerusalem. Remember, he was born in Bethlehem. The second coming is when he comes in the clouds of glory. And, uh, and so he's referring on the spirit of prophecy. So identify to me, John, that verse. What is the spirit of prophecy? The testimony of Jesus. Okay. Do you remember that on verse uh, in, in John chapter 1, verse four, 15, it says, John, bear witness of him. Okay. So now what John is saying is that the ministry of Jesus is identified by the spirit of prophecy. Read it again, John. I want the people to get this very clear, that when you refer to Jesus... Uh, he, 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 his ministry is prophetically from the beginning to the end. Go ahead. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus. Okay. Is Worship a God. Worship God. Just stop that. Worship God. Then go ahead, John. 
for the testimony of Jesus. Now, now it's not a testimony of John. It's not a testimony of any other of the, the apostles. It's a testimony of Jesus. Just like John the Baptist had a testimony, then, then, then Jesus has a testimony. And it started when he talked to Nathaniel. That's the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. He started speaking that which needs to be in, in edifying, building, comforting, and prophesying individually to Nathaniel. It wasn't to anybody else. It was Nathaniel. You shall see heaven open. So what am I saying to you? Well, I'm saying to you that the ministry of prophecy is very personal. And it creates in the person that receives that prophecy a revolution. It creates a path of life. My father prophesied over me on the night of July the 3rd, 1960, at the airport in Rio de Janeiro. I have to correct that. It's July 3rd, 1964. July 3rd, 1964. At 10 o'clock at night, he prophesied to me for a whole hour. He prayed for me for a whole hour before I left my family and I came to New York City as a student uh, and, uh, and never see my family again in seven years. What he said to me is happening at this very moment. One thing he said, that I will provide for you. I will watch over you. And nothing will lock. And my provision will be sufficient until the end, until you die. And let me tell you this, a ministry of faith like ours, that handles hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, is only by faith that we operate, that we go to Cuba, that we go to uh, Brazil, that we feed 2,500 meals a month. In other words, uh, 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 90%, 80% of our, 90% of our budget goes towards serving others. We're not well paid here. We pro- God provides our needs according to His riches and glory. But where does this money come from? Through a prophecy that one man of God, Daniel Bonfim, spoke over my head 50 years ago. So when you grow in the Lord, and you begin to understand the power of prophecy, then you, you stop, stop ridiculing, harassing, belittling, and accusing, and laughing at. People that laugh at what the Holy Spirit does, or the Spirit of... Or, 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 anybody that ridicules prophecy, ridicules the ministry of Jesus, because the Word says specifically... Read John one more time that verse. I want them to hear until you blew in the face. <laughs> Worship God. For- Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Is the spirit of prophecy. You got to understand this. You got to understand that the spirit of prophecy is 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 the the greatest testimony that Jesus ever had. He came to call things that be not as though they were. And oh my God, it happened. Okay, now. So it begins with the ministry. He's atoning, his work at the cross, his death, his resurrection is, is the spirit of prophecy. Second, it manifests because the believer has an anointing to speak, to prophesy 
uh, of these things is very important. The believer has an anointing to do that. God, I'm not saying that he's a prophet now. I'm not saying that I'm talking about the ministry of the prophet. I'm talking about the ministry of prophecy. The ministry of prophecy is one thing. The ministry of the prophet is another. I'm talking about a ministry, an anointing that comes upon you when you speak in the life of others in the name of Jesus. Because you see, Jesus, his ministry is the spirit of prophecy. So if you speak about Jesus, you are, you are dealing with prophecy. A lot of people don't get this straight. And so they don't have a ministry that relates to what's in front of them. Because as you meet people, as you pray for people, as you lay hands on them, you are opening heaven. The heavens open. You see heaven open, Nathaniel. You see heaven open, Nathaniel. You that live in China, Korea, South Korea. You that live in Brazil. You that live in, in England and in, 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 in Israel and in, uh, in Asia. Christians all over the world that listen to this uh, broadcast and this uh, website. You have the power within you. To speak life into your life and in the life of others. You have to learn to do that. Because Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now second, it says he's a spirit. So it comes from God. It can't come from the devil. Nothing good can come from the devil. It it comes from God. The spirit. It's a spirit. So it is a spirit. It's an anointing that comes to a spirit. Say, Say, God... Anoint me with the spirit of prophecy. Okay. Now, second, third, or, or fourth, whatever, it's fourth, I guess. Uh, you do not possess it. I'm not talking about the prophet. I'm talking about prophecy. You do not possess it. Just like the gifts. It's a manifestation. But it's not a gift. Prophecy is not a gift. Prophecy is a spirit. The spirit of prophecy. When you get involved with Jesus in the resurrection, in the ascension, you are involved with the spirit of prophecy. So when you speak about the second coming of Jesus Christ, you are involved with the spirit of prophecy. When you speak about the miracles, the healings that Jesus uh, performed in, in the Lake of Galilee, where we're going uh, in March of this next year, you are dealing with the spirit of prophecy. Amen? Now, let's deal with something else. Go to Acts chapter 21, verse 9. Go ahead. Uh, Now, this man had four virgin daughters who were prophetesses. Yeah, you're talking about Philip. Yes. He had four daughters who prophesied. And and look, 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 they were young people. We're not talking about the prophet. Don't. Confuse. Prophet is right here. We're going to deal with it next week. But today, we're dealing with prophecy. What is the gift of prophecy? Yes. Now, any spirit-filled believer can prophesy. 
any spirit-filled believer can prophesy. If you had an experience with the Holy Spirit, you got a ministry. That is why a lot of people try to serve God and set aside and push aside the spirit of prophecy, uh, uh, thinking that they can do the ministry on their own. They're totally wrong. People might like you, but they never change. People might just love you to death, but they will, they will never change. So you're just maintaining a bunch of people who need milk constantly, but cannot eat solid food. That's what Paul is referring here. So how does prophecy express itself as a gift? Because they have the gift of prophecy. Acts 21, 9. Read Acts 21, 7, 8, 9, and 10. And that should clear and give you more information about the gift of prophecy. Acts 21. 7. Well, it could be whatever. Begin somewhere where it makes sense. Um, 8. And on the next day we departed and came to Caesarea. And entering the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven, we stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who were prophetesses. And then he talks about Agabus. Okay. Okay, so so the, they had the gift of prophecy, right? Did I say the gift of prophecy? Okay, so read it again. This man had four virgin daughters who were prophetesses, or your says, which did prophesy. Okay. The word here is a gift, an ability. Okay? Now, when you deal with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, in each of the three major groups, and I need to slow down because I don't want you to sort of get mixed up here. I want you to be clear. There are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit divided in three groups. Get that straight. Not one, not two, but three. The revelation gifts, the power gifts, and the vocal gifts. What do you mean? The revelation revealed, the power do it, and the vocal say. If you minister in this area, and you are in, 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 in dealing with prophecy, speaking in the lives of people, you need to know how the Holy Spirit is going to do this through you, because it's impossible that you do it by yourself. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirit. The word of, the word of wisdom refers toward the future. That is a channel in which you can prophesy. Faith working in miracles gives a healing. If you go into work a miracle, work a miracle involves direction, involves movement, involves going to a doctor, involves being blessed of the Lord and doing things that need to be done. You see, it speaks toward the future. As you do it, you have to do it. And then, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. Prophecy, the first vocal gift, is speaking and edifying and building and comforting. And it is the pre-movement of what makes prophecy. So you look at the three gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to see 
a clear indication that in every area where the Holy Spirit is operating, there is a propensity, a possibility, a manner in which the gifts will move forward in order to call things to be not as though they were. So what I'm saying is this. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are impregnated, are set aside by movements in the first group, in the second group, in the third group that deal with prophecy. Ability to say and to speak. Now, notice that's not you that's doing it. Notice that not you that's speaking. Notice that not you that's sort of making this happen. It is a move of the Spirit. It is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. It's in it's in First uh, Corinthians twelve seven. It is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And look, that doesn't happen too often, and, and it's not that easy to to do this. But it's possible. Saints in Africa move in this area in power. Saints in Europe, in South America, in Brazil, in the United States, they move in this area in power. Because is the gift of prophecy. Just like the daughters of Philip were ministering, you are able to minister to. Now, let's just for a moment stop. And I, and I want to ask uh, you to make a comment of any kind as to what I'm saying here. Go ahead, Betty. <laughs> well, can it happen in as small a way as what happened yesterday? We are trying to get ready to go to Brazil. We have a big trip coming up. I need to leave tomorrow to take a whole bunch of stuff down for Kathy and for the staff. And we needed some key rings. And I got in my car to go to Walmart to get them, and I heard the Lord say, go to Lowe's. And I went to Lowe's, and there they were. Walmart didn't have them. Okay. Is that, so that was a word of wisdom, helping me get the Lord's work done. Well, sure, God, the Lord, the Lord, the steps of a righteous person is order of the Lord. So you, 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 God interfered with your mind. So it was future helping me get the work done because right. we're on a clock. we got to get this stuff done. So he spoke to me something. Which seems so small, but that's so kind of God to just help you. Okay. Matt. Okay. Um, I'll keep it kind of simple, but what you're saying about it being a manifestation, I think, is really important. Um, because, you know, we can get so bogged down in worrying if we're operating in this or not. And, um, you know, it's not about us being able to operate in it. Uh, it's about God showing up when he, it's time for him to show up and Amen. do what he wants to do. So, Amen. Um, you know, it's about him doing his will through us. We're just a vessel. So. Okay. Okay, John, you're the last. Well, I've seen it happen, as Betty is saying, a little ways all the time here in the office to where, you know, we aren't quite sure what's behind something or what's going on with this person on a trip, you know, or something like that. And then out of nowhere, somebody will get an idea to say, do this. Like the green screen behind you was Jason. Jason did that whole thing. And the Lord just downloaded in his brain how it was going to happen on a budget. You know, so we see little things like that happening all the time around the office. Right. Amen. Now, tomorrow I'm going to talk about the office of the prophet. I hope you tune in. How to understand the office of the prophet. Why is an office? 
Hawaii is a very important place. Amen? See you tomorrow.